This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, my body is very tired. It's failing me. Why is that? I did a workout. Oh no! Yesterday, for and what now my reason? Whole body. Because here's the thing: I I recently moved. I moved house. Uh huh. Um, and I found uh, in the move, I was like, oh, I bought this kettlebell years ago. You re- you registered with the new police department after you moved, right? Now, what do you mean by that? I mean, I know in your particular situation, you have to let the police know when you've moved. Now, why would you say that? Because uh, I I updated my mail, I updated my voter registration, mm-hmm. updated my driver's license. Yes. Now you say I have to register with the police department. Yes. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. You can just walk in and and tell them. They they've <clears throat> they've got it on. They can look it up. Um, and I found this kettlebell, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh well. Now is the time to get jacked, right? Because <laughs> if I start now, by the time everything's back to normal, yeah. I can walk into places and people be like, oh, wow, what a... And and then some people might be like, maybe he was always like this. Maybe he was always a hulking strong man. <laughs> no, we talked about this recently. Uh, like, uh, I, who knows? Time is fluid now. Yeah. Uh, I forget if it was last week or three months ago, but the idea that... Uh, the the worst possible thing anyone could do is get in really good shape during this time. Use this time wisely and get in really good shape because that would make uh make me and presumably you really mad. Yeah, but I I've decided to go for it. That's where my boredom has has led me. Also, um, Tim, I was led to believe by a healthy diet of uh, American sitcoms over the years that now that you're a married man. You don't have to care what you think, what you look like at all. Yeah, but that's the problem. I I have to, if I cared less about my appearance or let myself, oh, then go you wouldn't more, do anything. Then I would be uh, like, it would be unconscionable. That's not a way that a human being should live because <laughs> all, that whole thing is predicated on like, uh, at one point, all these sitcom husbands. They they played football in high school and they yeah. stayed in shape oh, in their twenties. Right. And I, I was never in shape. Yeah. So I have to I have to flip it. I have to be the uh, the uh, the reverse Kevin James, the reverse King of Queens. That's true. The Queen I, of Kings. <laughs> because when I think about it, uh, like people I knew in high school that were not in good shape, like nowadays they are in good shape. Yeah. Everything's Look, opposite. I'm gonna be. I, if if there's any hope for me in this world, I have to be one of those guys that like in their early forties, they're in the best shape of their life. <laughs> yeah, on the on the cover of Runners Runners World magazine. Yeah, either that or it's just going to be after like forty a precipitous decline because it's a decline <laughs> from a very an already kind of yeah. You're not starting in a great place. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, but I got to tell you, this kettlebell workout that I looked up online, it was for beginners. I You're almost wind died. up putting that kettlebell through uh, the wall in your new home. No, here's the thing. Yeah, that's why I've always been uh, reticent to use the the, the kettlebell. Uh-huh. Um, that and because it involves <laughs> a lot of you know working out effort, and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, I, I don't want to be swinging this thing around. Suddenly it goes through my nice new Samsung flat screen, Tom. Uh-huh. And then what? Then right. where am I? Yeah. I'm screwed. Um, this was a beginner's workout, so it didn't have any swinging. Okay. It was a lot of like holding it against your chest and like bending it in ways uh-huh. or bending your body, not bending the kettle. Imagine I was strong enough to bend the kettlebell and I <laughs> was like, would be crazy. They, yeah. th- I would I would think that would be a test for uh, not needing the beginner's class. That, no, that's what they say. They say once you're you're strong enough to bend the kettlebell, you don't need the kettlebell anymore. That's you how can you just know. stop. You've just achieved all of the fitness goals. Um, my body hurts everywhere. It hurts all over, Tom. Well, that's I keep, 
I keep thinking like, oh no, I'm getting very, very sick. And then I think, oh, nope, 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 nope. I I did something healthy for the first time <laughs> I, I, in years. I did a beginner's workout for 10 minutes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll do that. It says that, it, here's, the, here's the good thing about it. Mm-hmm. It says you only have to do it twice a week. Yeah, but every week. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> something that you have to do every day, come on. Yeah, I'm never going to do that. Twice right. a week I have a shot at, but I'm, I still won't do it. But like, <laughs> but maybe you'll do it once a week. Yeah. Well, I won't do that. I'll do it twice a week for Every other one week. week. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing this week, Tommy? Uh, I'm good. I am in a different state. Yeah, man. A state of confusion. No, right? Because you've been smoking herb. Not a not a different state. You're of in mind. a height you're in a hot heightened state. Uh you're, no. You've been smoking God's herb, Tom. Uh I'm I mean, I guess I'm probably in a heightened state. I'm probably higher above sea level than I was, if you want to be specific. Uh I'm in the great state of Pennsylvania this week. Wow, Tom. Real blue collar Joe. That's me. You know what? I'm here uh, uh, getting away from it all. Uh, yeah. And uh, I forgot how nice the suburbs are. I know, man. I was <laughs> I was in the suburbs uh, for a few weeks recently. Yeah. Man, it's quiet. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the problem. You can do things. You can leave the rooms <laughs> that you li- live in. Right. And, uh, you know, get fresh air without, like, getting on an elevator or... or uh, Well, yeah, bunch, because... like the strangers on the way. The, the, the buildings that both of us live in, uh, yeah, you have to go into a hallway and then go in an elevator, which is mm. just, like, a, a, a very closed space with no ventilation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're just... You feel freaking trapped. Mm-hmm. In that like a freaking rat in a cage. Despite all my rage, Tom, still yeah. just a rat in a cage. A rat in a plexiglass cage without any holes in it. Mm. But now I'm here in the suburbs, and the living is easy. And and the other, you know, big, the other reason why the suburbs right now are the place to be is that New York City has lost all of its uh, attractiveness. <laughs> All the reasons to live in New York City are currently not available. Yep. Uh, literally everything fun. Where all the things that you're like, well, I live in a freaking shoebox, but uh, but who but cares? The, I'm never here. Yeah, there's stuff going on all the time. I'm going to Broadway shows. I'm going to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Tom, you and I alone together would go to what, five, six Broadway shows a month. Yeah. And and to say nothing of Ripley's, and, you know, and I still, you know what, I'm, I'm still mad that they won't introduce a season pass there. To Ripley's, believe it or not. Yeah, they claim yeah. that there's just not enough demand, but I find that well, hard to believe. They know that you and I personally would would abuse the, 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 the they'd have to make it $20,000. Right. They'd be losing a ton of money. They told me to us. that there's not enough demand, and I said, well, I don't believe it. I or not. That's okay, yeah. that's where I stand on this. And they were like, they didn't understand what I was talking about. Let me talk to Mr. Ripley. He'll understand. Let um, me talk to a talented Mr. Ripley back there. Did they close the M&M store? <laughs> yes. Everything in Times Square. Everything in New York City, for the most part, is closed. Imagine the, imagine the M&M store that... Uh, Especially the oh. M&M store where you can just put your hand in, grab M&M's willy-nilly. Yeah, but I would think that um, sly red M&M, who I don't trust, he's like <laughs> cynical and like a little bit of a like scumbag. He's I, not I, a I, scumbag. He's just The red like, M&M? He's a sourpuss. He's an asshole. He's trying to pull... He... he He's he's not. He's... <laughs> Were you about to say something personal about the red M and M, Tim? <laughs> Look, I choose I choose not to not to speak publicly about the red M M&M. and M. Um, 
I thought he would hatch a plan to be like, yeah, here's how we can stay open. That's not how the red M&M talks, Tim. Yeah, it is. And he's an employee. He's not a, a, a like a boss he's at the running, M&M who's, store. Who's running the show? The yellow one? That dude? No, is? Tim, none of the M&Ms are running the show. Uh, uh, humans running the show there. What about the that sexy green M&M? Nah. Yeah. She's I, really running the show. I you know bet. she was voiced at one point by Baby Newworth. BB, you mean? Baby, like uh, Baby's kids. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that that was BB Newworth at one point. Learn something new every day. BB Newworth, huh? Somebody who uh, is famous for playing like a very uptight, humorless person. But then after that, it was like, oh, she's actually, she also plays sex pots. Yeah, she did like a, a Bob Saget situation. Yeah, what a like, what a range. Yeah, where after the thing, she's like, nah, guess what? Really, I'm dirty. Yeah, look, at I'm going to be in Chicago on Broadway mm. wearing uh, stockings and everything. Yeah. Something you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, catch Lilith wearing in a million years. Uh, Dr. Lilith Sternum Crean had, had a little bit of a, a more adventurous side. That's true. Well, she wouldn't have worn it into the cheers, into the bar. That's for no. sure. Yeah, no. That would, it would stay private in her bedroom. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the suburbs are great, Tim. Uh, you can walk around. There's grass, and I'm not talking. Yeah, about, man, God's no, herb. God. You're gonna, you're gonna smoke it if you got it, right? But the one problem is, <laughs> I don't even, I don't know any weed terms. <laughs> God's <laughs> herb is something that the health That's... teacher told us that they called it. <laughs> In high school. That's He's like, like, I know people are calling it God's herb. What? Oh, it's natural. I've never heard God's herb. Yeah, well, take it up with uh, Mr. Spiraccio. Well, that's the same guy that told us he doesn't drink because the first time he ever drank, he drank a mind eraser and he passed out for a week. <laughs> and we were like, you're full of shit, man. Like, you could tell us if you drink that we understand that you're an adult. You're not a student like us. And maybe if you start acting like an adult, uh, people start treating you with more respect. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> this, this, isn't, uh, this isn't your forum to finally say all the things that you wanted to say to the, to the well, high school if, health teacher. If this isn't, then I don't know what the hell is, Tim. <laughs> I guess it, I think that's the friggin' definition of a podcast. Yeah. I mean, at, at, they're not, at this point they're not gonna let me into the school anymore to say this to his face so it's either show up at his house or say it on my podcast <laughs> um but i we went to uh uh a burger king uh, uh like uh i guess I had on a the- dream last night i went to burger king really yeah and it was exciting and i, I remember going and be walking up to the burger king and being like Man, if only there was a vegetarian option. I used to love Burger King. Mm-hmm. And then as I was walking up, I remembered about the Impossible Whopper. I was over the moon yeah. in, this, in this dream of mine. Well, so the Burger King here, you know, it was only uh, no dine-in, only drive through And it, uh, it, it shattered. It was the first day we got here. So there was like, uh, you know, uh, we were getting groceries delivered later, but it was like, well, we both been on the road all day. We're starving. Let's go to Burger King, get some impossible Whoppers. Uh, and it shattered my illusion of the suburbs because I forgot that every person that doesn't live in a major city is so slow. It makes my head want to explode. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, we were in line at this Burger King in the drive-in for like a half hour. It was insane. And like when we pulled up to the window where they were, you know, there it was one of those two window deals where mm-hmm. you pay and then you go to the next window. We go to the next window. There's like, mind you, there's no drive-in. There, there's no dine-in rather. There's six people running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And it's like, what? There are six people trying to fill one order at a time, and it is taking like 10 minutes per order. And then when they handed us the order, it was the wrong thing. And then when I was like, oh, this this, this isn't the right one, she's like, well, it's what it said on my screen. 
I'm like, no, I I don't think so. It's not what it says on the receipt. Like, I'm not being a jerk. This just isn't what we ordered and paid for. I'm not being a jerk, but um, let me speak to your manager. I, I don't think, care if you are essential. Uh, yeah. It, it, it bl- the Tom Reynolds attitude. Well, but I will tell you this. It was very good. So I think it was pretty fresh. Fresh Bergs, man. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't beat it. Yeah, yeah I don't you, think they can. You can't I rush think... it. Yeah. Oh, is that, um, is that what it is? They can't like leave food waiting around? Maybe, right? I don't know because. Either I... that or they're just so short staffed that they have to. But just... I'm telling you, they had like six people. Like yeah, it, but you don't know how many people they normally have. Maybe they usually they normally have eighteen people. They had six people that were serving one car at a time. Now that's service. All right, Tim. Uh, enough chit chat. Enough idle chit chat. We I got... enjoyed that, Tom. We don't get a, we we don't hang a lot these days. No, Tim, because there's a fucking global pandemic going I on. I know, but I'm just saying, maybe yeah. maybe don't don't speak ill of chit chat. Sometimes it's nice. Well, maybe we should just start having. We sh- sorry, I had to look at there, our suburb. Tom just really <laughs> saw somebody walking by and it got out of his chair and uh, hold on, out I just have window. to call neighborhood watch real quick. <laughs> No, I'm what I'm on the lookout for is apparently the people like a couple of houses down have a pet pig that they walk. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you'll have to excuse me if I occasionally get distracted. Yeah, you try- can, uh, your busybodiness is, is fine if it's in service of seeing the neighborhood pig. I'm determined to have my dog meet the neighborhood pig. Oh, Ginger would not do well with the pig. <laughs> no, there's a cat in this house, and Ginger already is like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and just wants nothing to do with it. Ginger's a simple dog. Ginger Ginger does not like being introduced to new, new no, no, things, she's, new people, she's, new creatures. She, she is very set in her ways. Yeah, and this is like more or less the first time she's seen a cat. Certainly the first time she's been around a cat this much. So if we introduce her to a, a pig, she's going to be like, this place is hell. What is going on? What kind of sick experiments are going on here with all these weird animals I never knew existed? I mean, sure, I can eat all the grass I want here in the in the yard, but... Yeah. Oh, uh, God, yeah. And she keeps eating the cat food. And I keep telling her, you're going to turn into a cat if you keep eating that cat food. And then she's what does she at, say? She just turns back and starts eating it again. Hmm. It's like she doesn't even understand what I'm telling her. Either that or she doesn't believe it. Tim, this week, instead of uh, idle chit-chat, as I was saying earlier, uh, we're discussing a very important topic, and that topic is waterbeds. A topic that I feel like is near and dear to the Complete Guide to Everything's heart. (laughs) Despite the fact that between the two of us, there's been um, one night spent in all of our lives in uh, in uh, a waterbed. Like you've never slept in a waterbed, right? No, now. but you slept on a waterbed. I slept on a waterbed one night. Oh on yeah, tour. yeah, I remember yeah. this. Yeah, and how it was would you the first night of tour? Experience? It's the first night of tour, Tom. And you're like, the first boy, time this I went tour, on tour, this uh, this tour is going to be awesome. I was like, I think I'm gonna like. <laughs> The touring life. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be easy to get some groupies in here now that I got this waterbed. Yeah, no, we just stayed at like... Man, and if, and if the drummer's staying in a waterbed, what, what was the singer staying in, huh? <laughs> a race car bed. A legit race <laughs> oh, wow. car bed. Holy cow. It was, uh, we, it was a race was... car bed with one of those tents on top of it. <laughs> and it was the top bunk. <laughs> no, it literally... Uh, Ose slept in a race car bed. Oh, there really? was <laughs> we stayed at someone's house after a gig, and like I think it was like rural Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Um, and we went back to their house, and like most of the band like fell asleep uh, in various places, and, and yeah, like and couches me and, the singer, and stuff. Probably, yeah. Me and the singer were the only ones up, and they were like, "Okay, well, uh, you got your choice. We have uh, the bed our kid used to sleep in." Uh-huh. Uh, this race car bed and the water bed. And I was like, water bed. <laughs> and just like jumped in. And now uh, what was, uh, 
what what's your review of sleeping in a waterbed for a night? Um, if it if it's sloshy, yeah, if it's sloshing around a little bit. Um, it wasn't uncomfortable, uh, but it so, wasn't. So, it sounds like you were in a typical free flow. I, have you done a lot of research? I've on, done uh, a lot of research. Okay, yeah. So uh, I I assume it was probably a a, a free flow. Yeah, look, Tim. It was, uh, bu- business is really down right now, so you can go into a waterbed store and they'll talk to you all day. <laughs> is that what you, is that why you went to Pennsylvania? No, to hang I, out at waterbed stores. The closest waterbed store here is uh, was one hundred and twenty one miles away. I looked it up. Which, I mean, for Pennsylvania, that's not you know. Sometimes the oh, lo- yeah. lo- the closest grocery store can be twenty five miles away. Yeah, exactly. So it really wasn't bad. So my night in uh, alone, mind you, in in a waterbed, mm-hmm. um, I think in Pennsylvania. Um, it was not uncomfortable. It wasn't comfortable. Um, but I think it had long lasting effects on, I think I'm still feeling the effects, um, on my neck and like upper back. All right. Uh, good effects or bad effects? No bad effects. Oh, I think it screwed up my spine, Tom. I think I need a little bit more support and I don't know how much maintenance goes into this. Like it, could it be that somebody, you know, I just had a lax waterbed owner that, you know, put me in danger, put my spine in danger. It's very possible, Tim. Uh, they require more upkeep than your typical mattress, which usually requires next to no upkeep whatsoever. <laughs> unless you, you know, pee the bed, of course. Um, now, I was looking up just now, Tom, mm-hmm. as we're speaking, as you were just talking. Well, I was going to give an intro to waterbeds, but go ahead. Oh, I'm gonna, sorry. I was going to tell you about where they came from and everything. Okay, hold on one second. <laughs> I I was looking up a, the closest waterbed store to me. In Brooklyn, yeah. And what it came up to, what it came up on uh, There's a place one called in this building. Waterbeds and Stuff. <laughs> okay. It's called, and it's waterbeds apostrophe N apostrophe mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and so they do the, they do that right. Um, but they're all classified. There's a a number of locations in what looks like Michigan. Mm. Um, but they all come up as tobacco shops. (laughs) That's probably some legal thing. Yeah. All right. So the, the closest, the closest, the, the one that I found that was uh, 121 miles away, uh, was called the the alternative mattress store, which sounds <laughs> incredible. Like yeah, I'm like oh, you could probably get a a bed of nails there. All kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> oh. Man, every kid's dream a bed of nails. <laughs> well, I always wondered, like, where the hell do you buy a, a thing like a bed of nails? You can the alternative make a bed mattress. of nails. All you need, no, you, need you can't make a bed na- of nails. Tom, you need nails and a board. No, because you need to make sure all those nails are the exact same height. You want a professional handling that. You measure you you measure them so they're you, you make markings on the wood, then you 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 hammer them in until they're all the same amount in. Well, you gotta you gotta measure all the nails first, make sure they're the same length. <laughs> That's true. Um, Waterbeds and stuff is a it's an Ohio thing, um, okay. and it's just it's just a bong store. It looks like. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, if you're if you're stoned, being on a waterbed's probably fantastic or or yeah. terrifying, depending well, on they, how stoned you are. To be clear, it, do, it, it they do not seem to also sell waterbeds. Oh, huh. Yeah. It's more about water pipes. Oh, I, mean? I oh, I see. Water beds, quote unquote. Uh Tim, the modern waterbed, which I don't know if there was like an ancient waterbed. <laughs> You know they experiment. Like, why not? Right? Yeah, maybe. Uh, Who hasn't been sitting in a bath and it's like, oh, if only I could find a way to... Yeah, maybe I could put a sheepskin over my bath and and just sleep in here. 
the modern waterbed was invented by a young college student named Charles Hall in 1968. I'm reading this from best, uh, a website called Best Reviews. Mm. Uh, and it's, Now, do uh, they exclusively review waterbeds? I, I don't think so, but I was surprised at the depth they went into on waterbeds. And it's not bestreviews.com. It's like bestreview.ws. Okay. Um, After failing to create liquid-filled furniture, such as chairs and tables, so the bed wasn't even his first idea. He was trying to make a water chair and a water table first. A water chair seems fun. I don't. You would think the bed would be the most, like, all right, well, that's the simplest piece of furniture. Let's start there. I'm imagining, like, a kitchen chair he's trying to make out out of water. Tom, as a guy who in the last week has put together a bed and mm-hmm. put together a kitchen chair. Yeah. The kitchen chair took five minutes. The bed took three hours. So it, I'm not I think saying... this guy, I think uh, Mr. What's his last name? Waterbed? Hall. Mr. Hall was thinking, okay, let's keep things manageable. Putting together a bed in your case is more difficult because... Uh... One thing, there's no water involved. <laughs> well, I look, probably designing that chair was more difficult than designing the bed. I'm not talking about putting it together. I'm talking about design. Okay. But eventually, uh, maybe he only had access to a certain amount of, what are they made of, rubber? Vinyl, yeah. Vinyl. Maybe he had limited vinyl resources so he decided to create a giant vinyl bladder and fill it with water instead of what he had been filling his chairs and tables with i presume which was cornstarch gel or gelatin hmm so he was making jello tables that's i mean the table the table is <laughs> i mean that's about an the absurd idea. thing you yeah. could ever think of yeah. a gelatin table a gelatin yeah. filled table why why would you want that <laughs> uh the result was the first commercial waterbed which hall briefly marketed as can tim can you guess what the original name of the waterbed was ooh the sloshy boy <laughs> no that would be all right i'd buy a sloshy boy no, the original name of the waterbed was the Pleasure Pit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, waterbed. Was it was it meant to? So, Mr. Hall, his first yeah. thing, his his first inclination was like, I'm gonna make a a sex thing. I'm gonna make a, a pervert's delight. Yeah, waterbeds became increasingly popular during the 1970s, but soon became associated with a hedonistic, self-indulgent subculture. But it sounds like that's all, you know, uh, uh, Charles Hall's fault. He was calling something the pleasure pit and yeah. and marketing it to perverts. And from what I and understand, the 1970s, every other person was a pervert. Oh my God, with their uh, with their weird facial hair and their uh necklaces with the uh, male and yeah. female symbols on them yeah and like uh yeah they got big hairy chests out mm-hmm. not to mention the key parties <laughs> yeah to say nothing of the key parties all I, that shag carpeting i would think the waterbed was a staple of key parties oh, of course yeah that the yeah yeah 80% of key party attendees had a water bed. Maybe in the basement. Maybe it wasn't their everyday bed. Um, he he talked about in this interview that uh, uh, they had delivered a water bed early on to a nudist colony, and they loved it, and they called them back wanting a, another bigger water bed because everybody at the nudist colony loved the water bed so much. Well, that's smart at the nudist colony if they're going to be, if it's going to be people not in the same bed every night necessarily. Why um, would that be the case in, in a nudist colony? I don't know, but I think of it like <laughs> people don't stay it's there. It's not a nudist hotel, Tim. It's a colony. <laughs> so, people don't stay there. Do you think the, co- nud- the colonists in resorts. America didn't, didn't stay here? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a colonist. I'm going back next week. I mean, there are nude resorts, maybe. Yeah, that's but what I'm I was not talking of. about resorts. I'm talking well, about I'm colonies. I'm just saying. If I'm you, talking if about the a... naked 
the naked people out there bed, trying the... to find the new world and declare for nudes. A brave nude world. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I'm just saying, if they're made of vinyl, you can hose them down real easily. Yeah, wouldn't that's you, true. If you went to a hotel, uh-huh. wouldn't it be nice if it was like, yeah, we hosed everything down and everything's <sighs> slick? Yeah, I didn't really think about that. I would rather... If a hotel was like, guess what? Uh, our bed and, uh, you know, we, we got the patents from Charles Hall. So all the tables are full of gelatin and the chairs and everything. And it, it's I mean, the tables you could just wipe off. That <laughs> and, I'm not too concerned with. And they don't need to be made of gelatin. And everything's just covered in vinyl now. So as soon as somebody leaves, we just power wash the whole place. Uh, you know, we, we dump a bucket of bleach in there and then we just power wash it all out of there. I, Tom, would... I think I think moving forward, that might be how society is forced to operate. Yeah. Maybe we should get in on the ground floor here, Tim. Open up a waterbed-only hotel. Mm-hmm. And, you know? and gelatin-filled table. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the sign will say, the waterbed hotel, we hose the it down. The pleasure hotel. We, we hose it down every night. Yeah. Well, the hotel should be called the pleasure pit. Yeah, you know, I think his main, the main thing that skeeves me out isn't necessarily, like, I hate the word pleasure, but like, <laughs> um, but like calling a bed a pit isn't, isn't gonna, isn't gonna legitimize your product in the well, eyes of, uh, you know, the normal Americans such as myself. It kind of is a pit though, because. It's but it's a bed. Yeah, but it it is a pit because the bed, like the the mattress, isn't like a normal mattress on a box spring. It has to have walls on all sides of it for it to keep its shape. Yeah, it's like so it's it like a pool is a, that they yeah, it's, a, yeah a pool, but the, all the water's contained in uh, an inflatable bladder. Right. Um. Yeah, but I mean that still, you don't need to call it a pit. Well, he he originally envisioned it as uh, like the kind of thing you could have friends over and everybody could lounge on it like a sofa. He he said everybody could lounge on it like a sofa and read the paper. But then where does pleasure come in? Come on. His story's the pleasure, not The pleasure is just, you know, the company of friends. Hmm. Uh, mm. And seems disingenuous to me. Look, and the fact that he originally sold pleasure pits out of his van has nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about the types. No, actually, before the seventies had weird college kids in it, huh? Oh yeah, and, this was a college kid that was just like, "I'm going to send sell a thing out of my van." Like, I wish, I wish I had that kind of well. You're forgetting that, like in the seventies, college was affordable. Oh yeah, so, so any old people creek would could just go. Yeah, so like you know, random people you know that were college age would be like, yeah, I'll go to college. It costs three hundred dollars. Sure, why yeah. not? Yeah, I I can make three hundred dollars selling pleasure pits out of my van. Yeah, now the only disgusting creep perverts <laughs> that go to college are lacrosse players. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little 
uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tim, I want to talk, before I get into the types of waterbeds, I want to get into how impractical a waterbed is. I, get, um, I will, I will, I'll hear you out on this. Here's the first thing, and this, this made sense once I thought about it, but it also blew me away. One of the big reasons why you don't see a lot of waterbeds is because a king-size full wave, we'll get into what that means. Yeah. <laughs> a king-size full wave mattress with a wooden hard side frame, we'll get into that too, can weigh up to 2,000 pounds. Oh yeah, that would that, that could collapse uh, a floor yeah. of a house. And require 250 gallons of water. Floor joists must be rated strong enough Wait, to- Wait, floor? Oh, floor. I thought you said floor joy. And I was like, what is that? Another another pervert? Yeah, well, well, yeah. Floor joy is like that. That's the feeling you have after you've slept on a waterbed all night when you first got it, and you're still getting used to it. And then you put your feet on the floor, you experience floor joy. I was thinking out of the van, you about yeah. We got we got the pleasure pits, or we got the floor joy for the real scum. <laughs> for the real scumbags. And look, the the floor joys are on the house. I got to get rid of these things. The cops are on my tail. <laughs> um, so one one of the frequently asked questions in this is, I've always had a problem finding a landlord who will, who will allow me to stall a waterbed in my apartment. Why do so many landlords object to tenants owning waterbeds? First things first, any landlord doesn't want a pervert living in their, in no, their God, place. No, God, no. You yeah. know, they don't they don't want like oh, all the floors are scuffed up from all the, the key parties from people just coming in and out of here all the time. There's lube all over the place. Um, but the answer yeah. is there are several reasons why some landlords will not permit the installation of waterbeds. First, there is the weight issue to consider. Uh, mm-hmm. A king size California waterbed can weigh up to 2000 pounds, which can put a significant strain on floor joists. That more than a strain, two thousand pounds is a lot yeah. of pounds. Yeah, that's like driving a car into. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there is also the possibility, mind you, only a possibility of a catastrophic mattress failure, which would cause the same kind of water damage as a burst pipe or a leaking water heater. The logistics of uh, filling and or emptying a waterbed may also be an issue for some landlords. I'm going to say that filling and emptying are not a landlord's main issues. <laughs> you can fill it and empty it. I mean, emptying... I Emptying honestly, seems... What are you going to empty into the bathtub over six days? Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing that there's a way to just like hook a hose up to empty it out into it. Because there has to be because you can't lift that out of there. Mm-hmm. So like you got to drink it all, I think. No, yeah, we'll get into why you don't want to drink this stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, will we, <laughs> Tom? You've got quite a show planned. Emptying and f- Tim, I told you, I've been in the suburbs all week. I've had a, a lot of time to think about this kind of stuff. I've been, I've been going door to door asking people if they have a water bed. 
<laughs> I mean, we're right on the border of Ohio, Tim. There might be some people that have gone to, uh, oh, you said it was just a, a head shop. Yeah, yeah. What is a head shop? You've always heard that term, right? Is that just a yeah, place that sells bongs? Yeah. And I Why think are they like, called the bong store? Because I don't think they're allowed to. I think they threw Tommy Chong in jail for that or something. <laughs> but why a head shop? That sounds like mm-hmm. something something else inappropriate. Anyway, um, yeah, I would think landlords don't have a problem with the, the emptying and filling. It's more the 2,000 pounds. And also, if that thing bursts, I like how they explain like, oh, it'd be similar to a burst water pipe. Yeah, it it would be 250 gallons of water. Like, you don't need to uh, say what that would be similar to. Everybody <laughs> understands that's a lot of water. I would think in, in some situations that would be more than a burst water pipe. A lot more, potentially. How um, many gallons of water, Tom, do you drink a day? Oh, I don't know. D- does beer and coffee count? No. Well, maybe. Soda mm. does, though, right? You don't drink soda anymore, right? No, I don't. But I'll tell you what, uh, when we got here. So one of the other reasons that the suburbs are great is um, everything's cheap. Everything's oh, yeah. so much cheaper. And whenever people talk about like, oh, the, you know, the, the uh, living in New York City, living in a city, it's so expensive. I don't ever really think about it because in my mind, I don't think about the cost of things other than like like a PlayStation game. And I'm like, well, a PlayStation game costs the same here as it does in Ohio. Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. But uh, we bought a bunch of groceries. We bought like so much stuff and it was so cheap. And one of the things we, we got from Walmart, uh, America's store, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they... Uh, they had seltzer, some delicious sounding seltzer flavors. I'm a big seltzer man nowadays. Now that I've cut back on the soda, but uh, we got the seltzer. And it's like, boy, this seltzer tastes delicious. And then we realized it was like full of Splenda. It wasn't like mm. <laughs> it was basically just diet soda without caffeine, but a pretty good orange and cream flavor. Orange uh, and cream. Yeah. You know, like a creamsicle. That's nice. I've uh, you know I've established on the show before. I've never had a creamsicle. You're how do you know you what? Have a goddamn creamsicle. Yeah, you, you know what? Animal? This summer, this summer, uh, the well, this summer it might be difficult to have a creamsicle, Tim. What I do you think the creamsicle supply chain has been disrupted? Maybe. Who knows? I can probably get a creamsicle. I, I'll, <laughs> a black market creamsicle. <laughs> this weekend, I'll have a creamsicle. I'll report back next week. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm afraid it might hurt my sensitive teeth. Um, no more than anything else, but I guess everything hurts your sensitive teeth. I read a uh, review of this show on iTunes, <laughs> and somebody said, "Like, I, it's not for me. I can't stand it. Uh, Tim is just too mean to Tom." So I've been lately trying to bait you into just being unnecessarily mean to me, <laughs> which is why I brought up my sensitive teeth. Because usually you yell at me about my sensitive teeth. Well, Tim, maybe something you didn't consider is maybe I left that review. (laughs) (laughs) That one-star review. Maybe my mom left that review. (laughs) Maybe my mom convinced me to to have the courage to to leave that review. (laughs) Tim, did you know this? By the 1980s, one out of five beds sold was a waterbed? That's not true. It's on the internet. It has to be true. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What kind of, now I'm mad at, by the 1980s? Yeah. My parents, what kind of people would bring a <laughs> child into that world? Right, yeah. And If, you if know. 20% of the beds were water beds right now, I'd just be like, sorry guys, this is it, we're well, done. And presumably, I mean, mattresses last 10 to 15 years, the same thing with water beds. Uh, presumably your parents at some point in the eighties bought a new mattress and some salesperson tried to talk them into a waterbed. Yeah. And they probably had to say like, nah, I don't know if our floor joists can handle it. And the guy was like, nah, we got a, we got a guy. He'll put new floor joists in. Did you say you were in the market for a floor joy? <laughs> I didn't know you guys were freaks. Yeah. We got a guy, he'll come in, he'll put some, uh, some big poles up in your house to to support the waterbed on a second floor. You know what? I did 
I don't know um, where, but I, I do have kind of a memory from like the 80s of like people having waterbeds in the basement of their homes, like in well, a finished that basement. That makes sense, yeah. And that makes, that makes all the sense in the world. So yeah. their house wouldn't collapse otherwise. Well, the house wouldn't collapse and also the sex parties wouldn't wake the kids if they're sleeping on mm. the second floor. Yeah, exactly. You have a whole floor buffer. Yeah. Um, Tim, I want to talk to you. Oh, I also found some information from the waterbed doctor, uh, who I, I don't know if he's actually a doctor. Is he a medical? He's probably a medical doctor. No, I think he's just a doctor of waterbeds. Um, is it an honorary degree? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like the one Bill Cosby got. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you about the different... I'm surprised that uh, Bill Cosby was stripped of his honorary degrees before the waterbed doctor was. <laughs> um, the the Oh, they, they asked this guy in an interview I read to Charles Hall. They were like, hey, did you ever, uh, you know, uh, when you were a college student, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, bring a girl back to your place to check, you know, to test out the old waterbeds or whatever. And he's like, I did, and she became my wife. So that's romantic. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're like, especially before waterbeds even existed, if you brought somebody home and you were like, look at my invention. And they were like, cool, you should marry that person. No, <laughs> if but your invention if you're like, cool, is... what's it called? And he's like, the pleasure pit. <laughs> yeah. Get in. Get in the pit. Well, I'm saying if your invention is the pleasure pit slash waterbed. If your invention's like, I don't know, electricity or whatever, then it's a little different. I mean, honestly, mm. then you should marry that person even more. Yeah. <laughs> Tim... <laughs> I want to talk about the different types of waterbeds there are. All right. There are free flow. Finally. Free flow, which is, um, that's basically, that's your run-of-the-mill waterbed. That was all that was available up until somewhat recently. So that's, um, that's, that's the original pleasure pit. Yeah. And all that is, it's, a, it, it's just a big, essentially just a big balloon of water. Right. Now... The problem with that is, ironically, one of the big problems with uh, with a with a, a free flow waterbed is that you have a good potential of disturbing your partner because okay. when when you move around, the waves can last up to thirty seconds. <laughs> it just sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So, like any little movement, that's just gonna go <laughs> just slosh back and forth. For up to 30 seconds, uh, which is actually enough to trigger motion sickness in some people. Great. So that's the opposite of, you know, if you're trying to have a real sexy bed, you don't want a bed that can make your partner motion sick. So let me ask you this, and please don't yell at me. Mm -hmm. um, so there is no kind of like compartment to it. It's just one big bladder filled with it, or they're kind of like... We distribute it by like putting up interior walls at places to restrict the flow around. Oh, you're talking about a semi waveless. <laughs> Tim, you're you're I suppose I am. I, I, I You're talking I about am. when you insert some uh some fiber inserts called baffles in there. Mm. Now there's a waveless and a semi waveless. Waveless doesn't sound like that much fun. Like you might as well go no. get a freaking Serta at this point. Tim, I'm glad you said it because I was reading about these waveless water beds and it's like, all right, then all you're doing is just having a very heavy bed. Yeah, I got a waveless bed. It sucks. <laughs> exactly. But it sounds like the semi-waveless is kind of the, the, the nice in-between where you're not going to disturb the bed. You're not going to get, you know, crazy sloshing back and forth, but you're going to get what uh, enthusiasts say is the uh, positive thing of having a waterbed, which is that it contours to your body. It contours to the small of your back. It gives you hmm. support all over. I have a question. I'll put a pin in it. Okay. And Charles Hall is still kicking. He's still out there. He has a, a company called Afloat that sells, uh, I'm not sure if they're waveless or semi-waveless, but uh, 
But I just know that's how I found out about all this stuff because I'm reading this. The I I searched like new waterbeds recently, and uh, <laughs> not for the sh- not for this episode. Not for this episode. Just general curiosity. I'm a curious man. I was curious what was out there nowadays, and it is, and this whole article is explaining like this isn't your parents' waterbed. This is a new thing. And it's it's this guy explaining all this stuff. And then, you know, halfway through it says, well, this guy's the inventor of the original waterbed. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? He's telling me it's not my parents' waterbed, but he invented my parents' waterbed. Yeah. To be well, clear, that's why you can trust my them. parents did not have a waterbed. <laughs> that's not why you can trust them. How do I know this shyster is not going to, you know, 50 years from now be telling me uh, this isn't your your, you know, your grandparents' waterbed again? This is a whole new waterbed. Maybe he's immortal. Maybe he'll be around forever just selling waterbeds, new types of waterbeds to rubes. Tom, is shyster, that's an okay word that you can use? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that too when I said it. You know what? I'm, I'm looking and I Googled it because that's how I wanted to describe the red M&M earlier. <laughs> but I didn't want to be offensive. Um, derived from the... German term scheisser, meaning literally one who defecates. Yeah, like scheisse, okay. which is shit. Okay, so then we're on solid ground. Okay, so that's okay. what I meant to call the red M&M earlier. We're on I solid ground, to... a.k.a. not a waterbed. So do you think the temper do you, want, do you want me to go back and edit uh, the, the red M&M conversation so you can say that? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. You know that red M&M is uh, such a, a a shyster. You'd think he'd figure out a way to keep uh, the the M&M store in Times Square going uh, illegally. Perfect. I'll drop that Just in. Nobody will be in, the wiser. And then you'll cut all this part out, right? Yeah, uh, oh yeah, of course. It, it'll it won't make sense otherwise. Um. So has Temper Pedic? Do you think really? Do you think they've really cut into? Uh, the waterbeds turf because well, like that's something that 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 adjusts to the the contours of your body. Well, they said that that was kind of what uh, what made waterbeds go out of style. And in fairness, I'm sure in the 70s and 80s, regular mattresses were horrible. You know, oh, sp- you know, there were always yeah. jokes about springs popping out and poking you. Yeah, so that like... might have been propaganda from pig water bed, though. <laughs> so, been, uh... so, to give them the benefit of the doubt, like maybe when water beds came along, it was like, great, I've essentially been sleeping on a, a bed of nails. A bed of nails would be more comfortable, at least they'd all be even. <laughs> so, at least I don't have these springs popping out. But then it was after that when uh, companies came out with things like foam or like individually wrapped springs and stuff or like uh, what, what, what's that? The bed with the like select a number. Sleep number. Sleep number. Um, yeah. Those, those you know, the select a number. <laughs> you know, uh, the thing sleep my, my family couldn't afford uh, sleep numbers. We bought select a numbers growing up. Um <clears throat> So I'd I like get an it. adjustable bed, a uh, craftmatic adjustable bed. Yeah, they make it seem like that's only for uh, invalids. Yeah, or, or extremely elderly people. Yeah. But it'd be nice to to have a robotic bed that sits up when you're reading. I think that they perhaps there's even a law on the books that they can't sell it to people who aren't old because then they won't get out of bed. <laughs> There's a law. Because if say. I, yeah, because like our our national, uh, like uh, the the economics of this country would the the economic engine engine would just sputter to a halt if everybody suddenly yeah. had had a bed that they could easily and comfortably sit up in. Why would oh, you ever yeah. get out of it? Yeah, we'd turn into a welfare state within <laughs> six months. Exactly. Um, now, Tim, you asked earlier, I have, I have uh, two more things to talk about uh, as, in regard to waterbeds. The, 
The last thing is. I gonna... just want to thank you for keeping this focused and on track. <laughs> the last thing I should have teased this earlier. You got to stick around for the last thing I have to say about water bets because it'll blow your mind. It blew my mind. Um, but the but you know to talk about the dark side of water beds, Tim. <laughs> And and one of the reasons why you don't want to buy a used waterbed necessarily. Uh, no, actually, I mean, you don't want to buy a used waterbed for the same reason you don't want to buy any bed used, which is just like they have to be they're they're it's an, gross. It's gross. But all, even if it wasn't gross, like they're they're an item that wears over time. Uh, so, you know, every 10, 15 years, you got to replace it. So. Yeah, you don't want to buy a used one if you can avoid it, especially an older used one, because you're going to have to replace it sooner rather than later. However, one of the other things is that um, the the bed's full of water. Algae can grow in that water. So um, this is the dark, the the dark underbelly of. Yeah. Waterbeds. So if you go to a waterbed site like the water, like Doctor Waterbed, um, <laughs> you'll you'll find that they sell uh, a selection of conditioners, special conditioners, uh, to keep the your waterbed from growing algae and other uh, contaminants. Um, mm. The exterior of a vinyl mattress should also be treated with a cleaning solution, and small leaks. Uh, sometimes have to be repaired as well using, you know, like a, you don't need the, anything that special. You just need a vinyl repair kit like you would use for a blow up mattress. But uh, it, I was at least surprised. I guess it kind of makes sense that you don't have to like switch the water out like you would a fish tank. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like so much trouble to do that. Well, and I think that's where the conditioners come in. Like, I imagine these conditioners are just mostly bleach or something. Right. Because if you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that could be, and you know, that could just be, you know, you, you could have a, a waterbed full of rubbing alcohol. Well, I guess then it would smell. But <laughs> Why would it smell, though? Uh, you, you don't think that smell would still come out through the vinyl? Hmm. Depends on how thick the vinyl is, but if if the material is too thick, then then you have like a full wave list there. It's 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 yeah, it's not worth it. So another thing that and this isn't my big thing. The other thing is, like, if you're looking to tune out, you can't tune out yet. You got away from my big thing. Um, uh, a, one of the things people like about waterbeds, which I would not like in any way whatsoever is that they're a little that they warm that they you know your your body temperature warms them up so when you get into it it's cold usually Mm. but then it will warm as you warm which i don't like i don't want to be sleeping on something that's you know human temperature but also a very popular thing is uh a lot of people have waterbed heaters so it's a heating heating element. It's just like how much I think you have to under you have to, to at some point you got to figure out how comfortable you are, how much money, how much of your budget you're willing to to allocate to to your waterbed. Well, Tim, I'm glad you said that because that brings us to my final thing about waterbeds. Waterbeds are surprisingly inexpensive. <laughs> Tim, what are we talking here? Right. Don't look it up. I see you picking up your phone. Don't I'm, look it up. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> if you could show me your phone if you want to. <laughs> um how much do you think a California King waterbed mattress would cost? A California King that's the biggest of them all. Yeah. And now mind you, this is a, I'm talking about a budget one, but a budget one that is very well reviewed. Are we talking about just the mattress, not the frame? Just, okay, cool. Twenty five hundred? Fifty dollars. <laughs> You're kidding me. Fifty dollars and Tim, you could have a waterbed this week. I feel like even if I'm not gonna use it <laughs> It'd be foolish not to get one. Yeah, I should probably just get one. 
just to be safe, just in case one day you want one. Yeah, because like, I don't know, an air mattress is considerably more expensive to th- than that. And that doesn't even hold water. Believe yeah. me. Believe me, I've tried. I, I thought I, here I am thinking it would be cheaper to to convert an air mattress into a water bed. Right. Almost burn down my apartment. Wait, and, how would uh, you burn it down? Because I, you plug in the air mattress. Oh, I see. Didn't, uh, and put some water in in the yeah that the way pump. in the pump. That way it got in really quickly. Uh huh. Um, I was shocked looking at this review site because they had mattresses rated. For under a hundred and fifty dollars, and and their pick was the one that was fifty bucks on Amazon, a hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars, and then over three hundred dollars. Jeez. The most, yeah. I mean, the frames are going to cost a. I don't even know. I think under a hundred and fifty is like including the frame. Yeah, but also like, uh, what do you? The frame just needs to hold it. It doesn't need yeah, to be Yeah, but anything. it would need to be a pretty strong frame, I would think. Yeah, that's fine. You make it out of wood. Yeah. I mean, maybe... <laughs> you hammer some wood together. Yeah. I mean, maybe you wouldn't even need that strong of a frame. Maybe the mattress just rests on the floor. Why not? It's not like you need a box spring. Yeah. Uh, the most expensive one, I not the most expensive I could find, but just perusing the catalog, was $750, but get this. It was for a round waterbed. And if you're going to get a waterbed. Does it come with a a mirror for the ceiling as well? uh, Maybe you could talk him into that. The problem was, it seems like, at least according to Dr. Waterbed, which I presume is one of the biggest sites out there for waterbeds, um, it seems like there aren't any places that manufacture round bed frames anymore. Hmm. Or at least round waterbed frames. So these were strictly being marketed as replacement mattresses for creeps that already have the frame. Right. How much does a heart-shaped waterbed cost? It wasn't available, at least on Dr. Waterbed. Uh, you could probably... That that sounds to me like maybe a special order. Hmm. Custom waterbeds. I you know what a heart shaped one that might be kind of tough with like the the displacement of the water like it might want to be either a square or a uh, a circle. Another interesting thing I found out about waterbeds is um, uh, if you overfill them, that can create too many waves. There's like a very hmm. uh, you know like a a small Goldilocks zone of not too little water, not too much water. Seems to to uh, I don't know. Seems I think I'm too anxious to have a water bed. I think I would always be like every night as I'm lying down, I'd just be like, "Is this underfilled? Is this overfilled? I don't think right. I don't think uh, this is optimal." Uh, is the floor gonna collapse? Am I gonna kill the people downstairs and flood the rest of my building? <laughs> Stuff. Well, but I feel like at least we've given people some food for thought to think about before they choose whether or not they a waterbed's right for their life. Yeah, and it's probably wrong for uh, your life unless you're a real creep. Next week, we're going to have to give a hearty welcome to all of our new perverted listeners who found <laughs> us through this episode. Yeah, the next uh, next week's episode is going to have to be about like... Orgies. I was going to say glory holes. I guess I did say it. (laughs) You know what? I saw there was like some official uh, advice from New York State in regard to like casual sex right now because, you know, the coronavirus that basically implied like you might want to think about glory holes for casual sex. Because that way you're not breathing on each other. Yeah. Which it's crazy. You know, what a... What a world that the the state itself is encouraging us to go to glory holes. Yeah, I was told this was a, that would be the world we lived in if we elected Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and look, we we didn't elect her; we got it anyway. Sick, sad world. If you, you like, like the, the show, sh- <laughs> <laughs> you can find out more at the complete guide to everything dot com or tcgte dot com. 
You can uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. You can follow me at your pal, Tim. And if you want to support the show, check out patreon.com slash complete guide for our other show books, the podcast. Uh, this week is week two of Tim reading outlander, a romance novel. Uh, <sighs> And Tim's Tim, oh, he's getting hot under the collar reading this one. I wish. <laughs> Tom, um, I'm telling you, this this episode that we just did about waterbeds is more titillating than than the Outlander book I'm reading. Well, I think this episode we just did about waterbeds is pretty titillating, regardless. Yeah. Uh, it's, all right. Uh, sponsored by AdamandEve.com. <laughs> No, don't say that, Tim. They're a real, not a sponsor of ours, but they're a sponsor of other podcasts, and now you're giving them free advertising. No, if we say it. If you're going to give anybody we'll free advertising, them. give it to Dr. Waterbed. <laughs> give it to uh, goodreviews.com or whatever. I walked Best by. Review. When I was in Key West, Florida, they had a, excuse me, a uh, Adam and Eve store. Oh, wow. Which I didn't know existed and seems entirely like it seemed like their customer base entirely consisted of people going in and then coming out giggling, not having bought anything. Which I have to imagine makes it tough to to make ends meet. Yeah, well, they know what they're doing. Yeah. I was dissuaded from going into a leather shop. (laughs) Right. And asking if they had assless chaps. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Well, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. See you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.